0: Everybody and welcome to episode number 13 of the Quick Question podcast. My name is Gabe Ryan along here with my lovely co-host, Matthew Shafty.
1: Thanks for that. Hey, you're welcome.
0: How are you doing today,
1: Matt? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing just peachy. I'm doing great. Had a final today. Went really well. Actually? Yeah. I honestly think I aced it. Dude, I Maybe didn't... not aced it, but like very, very close. Let's very go. close. That That's went what we really like to well. Hear. And the Lions just gave me that spark of motivation <laughs> to like to just grind just, out. This week is this is the grind week, so and the Lions have, have thoroughly impressed me with what they did. I, I'm <laughs> a, I'm still at a loss for words. I, I
0: mean, mean to say that Shafty is on cloud nine is maybe the understatement of the year, mm-hmm. and I'd like to know how many times they have said the phrase understatement of the year this year. It's been a lot. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like I say it all the time. Anyways. But I, I feel like I really, really deeply mean it this week. Because, Matt, I'm very happy for you. And I told you last week, if the Lions are to beat the Vikings this past weekend, um, you got a shot to make the playoffs. Let's not and get that, ahead of let's ourselves. Let's not get game. ahead of ourselves. One game at a time. One game at a time. Blah, blah, blah. Lions have a shot. Okay? Fine. And they're playing good football. Great football. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the city of Detroit. You guys have been through a lot worse stuff than us Cincinnatians. Um, not that I'm technically from Cincinnati, but you know you've what been I mean. through a lot adopted. yeah um, I'm excited for you Thank and you. I'm proud of you for being an academic weapon mm-hmm.
1: and just a lo- I think even more than that, I'm just a loyal fan. you know it's been years and it's been a grind <laughs> and even the, the ones that are older than me. Yeah. It's been a grind. That grind set, you know? Did you say grind set? I did. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> anyways. <Well>. <laughs> um <laughs> I I'll be honest. I'm very burned out right now. I did way too much writing this morning on my exams. So did I. Um. So I apologize if my brain's a little all over the place during this episode. But anyways. I think today we're gonna talk about some NFL teams. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think actually today we're just gonna talk. We're just like, gonna it's talk. it's been a long. We don't have a structure. We are only like what two days into the week, three days into the week, and it's been a long week. Last week was long. <laughs> this week is longer. Yeah,
0: we're we're going through it right now. Mm-hmm. But so we're just gonna talk. We're just gonna talk about we're just gonna sports talk today. Um, well, do you want to start with the NFL? We can start with
1: the NFL. Okay,
0: because I would say at this point there's four weeks left. This is where you're really finding out which teams are legit, which teams have been faking it for some of the year. Yep. Which teams I think yep. have a chance to either win their division, sneak into the wild card, or even in some cases clinch or clinch the number one or two seed. Because mm-hmm. that's very important, especially for home field advantage. So you have any thoughts? You know, let's start with teams that are faking it. Any teams that <laughs> you think have been exposed? Um <laughs> faking it. Well, I, I don't
1: know. That... Started off hot, have really, have really cooled down. Really cooled down. Um, well, I I can I'll mention the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I still think they're gonna make the playoffs. They beat the Lions. Lions were this close and couldn't win, but um, they've cooled off. They that's that's an understatement. They've cooled off. They've what? They've lost what? Three in a row? Two in a row? Something. What's their record? Oh, th- I think.
0: Are they seven and six? They're they are eight and six. six, six. six?
1: Okay. So that is three in a row. They were eight and three. So they have cooled off. The Ravens are another one of those teams where they keep finding ways to win, even without Lamar Jackson, but they're just not, you know, when you look at them on paper, especially in defense, I would say they've got to be performing at a higher level, especially when you get to that that grind mode where you're getting closer to the playoffs. Yeah. And
0: I mean very fortunate to to win against the Steelers this past weekend. And they have another division rival, the Browns. Yep. And then I don't know who they What was it
1: that Joe Burrow said? <laughs> the handshakes?
0: <laughs> well, okay. Burrow, after the, the Bengals game the other day, in like the handshake line, not a handshake line, because football is just kind of like a mass of human beings. And they just say, good game, man, good game. Um, but Burrow went up to Miles Garrett, who's the Browns' star defensive end, and was like, um, great game, man, whatever. And at the very end, he's like, go take care of business next weekend. So, if you don't think the Bengals are thinking about either the top division spot or potentially the number one seed, a lot would have to happen for that to come to fruition. But at least to win the division, that's huge. As we've seen last year, you get at least home field advantage for the first game. Um, but sending that message across the division like, hey, can you help a brother out? Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. So, hey,
1: if I were Joe, I would say the same thing. i. <laughs> Why not? I mean, why not? Why not? Nine and four. Both teams are right there. Um, I I would say the Ravens have a little bit of an easier schedule, but they are they are down on some players. Injuries have been have been a constant for them all season. I'm really proud of that team. They're nine and four. Yeah. And the Bengals are right with them. I think if the Bengals can win out, there's no reason that they won't win the division. I mean, they would obviously win the division because if they won out, they they would play the Ravens. And so again, even if they don't. Right, if they go what what is it three and one three whatever one. three and one two and two they still get in the playoffs yeah. and I still think they're one of the best teams in the league. So yeah.
0: I mean they're gonna have a tough schedule, no matter which way you look at it. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens are a good team. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. I do think though that their offense really really struggles at times, and Lamar does he tries to do too much. Which if you're an athlete that can run the ball as well as he can is also has the arm and can throw as well. Sometimes you get caught doing too much. And for the most, I would say for a lot of the year, the Ravens' offense hasn't been that crazy spectacular. Yep. They've won games, which if you're that caliber of team, you're going to win games no matter how well your offense or defense is playing. You're going to find ways to win, mm-hmm. which Bengals could say the same thing. Their offense hasn't looked great a lot of the year. Of recent, they've looked great. Um, but I do think as the year has worn on, And Lamar Jackson, who knows how he's going to respond to this injury. You can make the argument that the Bengals are the hotter team getting them at a good time. Yep. Especially with the last game of the season. It's at home. Hopefully the division is riding on it. Maybe it's even the case where they've already clinched. So just food for thought.
1: But um, I think one of those really interesting teams right now, and if you look at the NFC South, there's no one in that in that division that's going to win a Super Bowl no. or even compete, but there are some interesting teams that could win the division. One of them right now is the Panthers. They just beat the Seahawks, who were without Kenneth Walker. I know, I know. Oh, man, <laughs> Kenneth Walker. But like they were, <laughs> oh, they were
0: man Kenneth. They were Walker. missing him
1: and DJ Dallas, both their their top running backs, and uh, and Penny. Uh, DJ Penny. Dallas, that's his name. Yep. DJ cool. D E E J A Y, DJ. Ooh. He's from the University of Miami. I love that. I think. That's amazing. I think, or is he? Maybe Travis Homer's from Miami. I don't know.
0: Okay. Anyway. That's one of my favorite names. DJ. Yeah. What's his last name? And Dallas? he
1: spelled it out. Like, like. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's cool. Maybe. Why not? So they, the, the, the Seahawks are, are slipping a little bit, but we can, so the Panthers, they, the schedule isn't the easiest, but at the same time, it's not, it's not the hardest, not the craziest. They still have to face I mean they play the Lions. I was gonna get to that. They still have to face teams that that are playoff hopefuls, right? And one of them being the Lions, right? So but again, it's one game at a time for each of these teams. The Lions get the Jets. That's a huge game for for the Lions and Jets. Two teams that right now are on the outside looking in. Two teams that, that have that have played good ball at stretches during the season and then at other times just look like they fall off a cliff. But again, we'll see. We'll see. The both both teams are very well coached. I'm really excited for that game. Got a friend going to the game. Yep, <laughs>
0: um, Jets
1: fan, big Jets fan. But um, yeah, I, I I hope he has fun. I hope the Lions win though. I hope I can. So my my plan is that if if the if the Lions do win, I will write an apology letter to that that kid who was promised ice cream by my <laughs> sauce gardener. Yep, that's what we're gonna do on the podcast next week. We're gonna start out right away. We're gonna have the music. All right? We're going to have the intro and then I'm just going to get straight into reading my apology letter. Why? Why would you do that to that kid? You're a monster. <laughs> Cuz why not? You're a monster. I I I will you're buy a him. Monster. I will buy him ice cream. Okay. I will, I will buy him ice cream.
0: <laughs> Cuz I feel like I know what your intentions are. It'll be a valiant thing, give him ice cream or whatever, but you're really just trying to rub
1: it in. Yep. Yes. Gosh. I'm really excited about this team. Like I Okay, let's I'll we'll get. get to, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. But yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> I, I can't. I, they can't get off my mind. Giants have slipped a little bit. Giants started the year what six and one, yeah. and now they're what, seven five and one. <laughs> Just like what? And they play another team, the Commanders. Who the Commanders recently have? They have been better than the Giants. And you know, I I do believe that the, the the Commanders at home will beat the Giants. And the Giants, who started out really hot, have a very difficult schedule. They they could win. Like, if you saw their six remaining games, what was it, from a couple of weeks ago? I mean, they they might go one for six. Yeah. They might go one for six. The commanders don't have the easiest schedule in the world, right? But it's doable. If they go 9-7-1, and one, they're more than likely in the playoffs. Any team with seven losses coming out of the NFC will probably be in the playoffs. Probably. Because at this point, the Seahawks' schedule is so difficult, I don't know if they'll have, I think they might have eight or nine losses. Yeah. Um, if you take and they just lost to the Panthers so like that that stings it stings a yeah. little bit stings especially a
0: lot. like not even in division rivals but like in conference mm-hmm. games mean so much more They do. especially for the NFC because if you beat a team you have tie breaking right or mm-hmm. rights over them um that mostly, tie cuz you're not going to see them twice mm-hmm. that That's,
1: the, the, the tie between the giants and, uh, and the and the commanders like yeah helps a lot because even though the Lions have a tiebreaker over both the Giants and Commanders, let's say all those teams have nine wins. Mm-hmm. Well, the Giants and Commanders only have seven losses, so they're both getting in over the Lions, which, like, that's that's really weird to think about, but yeah. I hate ties so much. I really do. <laughs> and the, my hatred for ties has, has been around forever, but it's just to another level this year. Because if the Lions are left out because of a tie, I'm just going to be very angry. Yeah, it, and the, possi- the the fact that I'm even saying the Lions are being left out, or the Lions have a chance at the playoffs, is like nuts. I I still can't get over it. Right? Yeah,
0: but isn't, I mean it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, and, last it's year, I I, and last year I would have, and last year I would have told you it's nuts. That the Bengals made the playoffs mm-hmm. because but the Bengals are. are the Bengals. Yeah. But then they made it to the Super Bowl, and it's it's weird that everything has changed. At least I know. it's it's crazy the turnaround. I think what's I, I wouldn't say I'm not comfortable with it because that could be taken the wrong way. But oh, it yeah. just
1: feels weird. I know. I get it. I get it. I think I think what's different with the Lions and Bengals is that the Bengals, what, well, they had the 31st pick. The mm-hmm. Lions have the Rams pick, which might be a top four pick. Might be a top, even top three pick. Yeah. And they right? were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So if you would have told me, like, oh, yeah, the, the Lions are going to have the fourth and uh, whatever, 10th or 20-something pick, or even, they, like, well, we're not going to get into, exp- like... Um, just, just too much. I'm going to get into too much, but we don't want to get into superlatives, but like even 30 something, let's just talk like, anyway, if, if you would have told me that they had one of those numbers and it, it wasn't the Rams pick that was at that number, it was the Rams pick at four, I would have told you you're nuts. Or like you read something wrong or like, I don't, you didn't experience the season. You probably just read it in a newspaper article and came back and told <laughs> me from the future. Like, no, there's no way, but here we are. We're living in an odd NFL fantasy right now, and I, I don't, I, the, I know who was it? I think it might have been, um, was it Fox that had the Lions all the way up at eight in the power rankings? Oh, well, I mean, if you're going team. Recent, if you're doing recent, oh, oh yeah, bonus, I mean, sure. they might five be of six, than that. Could be six of six. Had they mm-hmm. beaten, you know, the Bills or or seven of seven? Had they beaten the Dolphins? And we can we can I can go on and on, but. <laughs> I am, I am just so glad that this team has figured it out. I'm so glad Dan Campbell's my head coach. There were a couple of things that Dan Campbell said in the Pat McAfee show that absolutely blew my <laughs> mind. There was. There was one, do you want to do that now? We'll get, do that in just a moment. There okay. was one where on, it was the fourth down where they faked the punt at their own 27-yard line. Basically, um, Dan Campbell's making the call, whether or not they want to do it, and he presses his thing, and he says, don't go don't go he says don't go but they didn't hear the don't apparently he didn't press the button in time <laughs> so it was go or like it was yeah. something like that and then they they faked it and picked up what how many how many yards they got up to like the 31 yard line and, the, and their opponents 31 yard, like what are you kidding like what what kind of, what kind of what kind of black magic is that <laughs> like in it's, Detroit, it's like it's always oh man, you know this team can't get over the hump. The ball bounces the wrong way. They they lose on a last second field goal for from sixty six yards, and literally the ball bounced the wrong way. Like, and this has been going on for decades, right? It just seemed like this team is cursed. And then you, run but out. ever since Peyton Peyton's places has visited with with some bourbon, right? Ever since then, and calm. they had the whole tub, and they they they, they broke the curse, right? Call everybody down. Call everybody down. <laughs> Did they actually break a curse? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. you
0: good of? Maybe I, Bengals <laughs> broke the curse of Max Montoya last year. Maybe this is
1: the year. By of just curse pure breakings. talent, though. Yeah. The Lions yeah, well, are yeah, one yeah. six. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't. You know, I don't know what to say. You know what that
0: reminds me of is like where you hear the coach say, especially if he said, "Don't go." Yeah. You don't hear the "don't." He says, "Go." It's like. If you're playing baseball, third base coach is like waving you home, and then says no, no, no. But it sounds like go, go, go. Sometimes and sometimes, just and sometimes <laughs> it's just uh, it's hard verbiage to pick up on because you have to be so in tune with what you're it, listening. R- it to. rhymes, dude. That's happened so many times. I, I, well, I'm guilty of it. Have well,
1: you wow. had like tunnel vision running around the bases where it's just oh, like for sure? Oh yeah, like you're just so locked in on third. Well, okay, I'm not home. a speed demon by any right. means.
0: Um. There's been times where I do that, but also there's been some times where they've said no, no, no. And um I went and let's just say didn't make it. Didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Uh last last game in my senior year, um I <laughs> they gave me I thought they gave me the steel sign, which I thought was generous <laughs> cuz again, not very fast. And the catcher that we were playing against is going to play at Coastal Carolina. Very good player. Yeah, good team. Yeah. He's got a rocket arm. And I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's putting me in motion to like hit and run or whatever. Like get a little aggressive on the base path. And I took off, got thrown out by five, ten feet. And coach is like, What are you doing? I was like, You gave me steel sign. He's like, No. and it was one of the signs we learned like freshman year. Last game of senior year. I couldn't even get that right. Thing. And I never miss signs, which is the thing. So that was infuriating. Anyways, back to the Lions. Good segue. Um do you wanna play? Something? Are we even doing How Deep Is Your Love today? Yeah, like, we're, we're just, just kinda we're talking. Just kinda we're just,
1: talking. talking. We're talking.
0: We're just kinda talking. We're talking. Um weird. <laughs> weird. Um this feels freeing. It does.
1: We, we, we don't just, we don't have we don't ask each other questions anymore. No. It's just like no, we're, we're just gonna talk. Yeah. Like yeah. human beings, not robots. Nope. Do You want to play some of this,
0: Dan Campbell? Yeah, let's play like, the Dan Campbell. All right, play. this is
1: this is p- this was the second one. We'll give you some context. Um, oh, um oh, wait, you didn't even explain it. Yeah. You can set it up. Yeah, so. here we go. It Dan Campbell, um, so on third and seven, Ben Johnson called this play where um they had six alignment on the field and Penny Sewell runs in motion. He was lined up as an eligible <laughs> receiver, goes in motion. And the athletic freak he is, soft hands run dives basically dives for a first down, um, but big boy for some was reason. Moving. Dan Campbell had no idea what was going on, and, and we'll we'll show it. All right, <laughs>
0: here's Dan Campbell on the Pat McAfee show earlier today.
1: Here's another thing that happened. These things happen during the game, but um, so we're in that that situation, and the fans are doing the wave. Um around the stadium, and so I'm just watching and I hear Ben Johnson's like, Hey coach, you want to and I and I'm just I'm so focused on the wave, and I said, Yeah, that's fine. And I look up and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so but late. it worked out great. Sorry. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, I completely whiffed on the center button. That's fine. We, you know what? Oh, that well. just
1: makes it even better. But like, <laughs> could you imagine just being Dan Campbell and staring like he's Ted Lasso, just staring at the wave like, "Oh, hey man, look at the wave, man." Oh man. And, and like if you watch the video, like his eyes like in the uh, in the Pat McAfee show just kind of like glare up. Like he can see the wave still. It's like, "What what were you doing?" And then he doesn't hear Ben Johnson, "Yeah, yeah, go for it." and w- <laughs> what?
0: what What are we doing yeah like
1: that like people people were saying oh what a coaching masterpiece by dan campbell they they he like coached like it was literally his last day on earth or it was his super bowl he was watching the freaking wave he was watching the wave <laughs> and his mic cut out on fourth down like what you like uh, what that's insane do you, you turn Dan Campbell into like this elite level greatest of all time coach just because he makes two just insane play calls and he's getting all the media for it? And it's like, this wasn't Dan Campbell. Like, I don't, no. I, <laughs> he Dan, was watching the wave or he Dan was, Dan like, Campbell was lost in the sauce. Yeah, I, <laughs> that was just weird. That's amazing. Yeah, hopefully, we're not lost in the sauce this weekend. No, I hope we have no, the well, you sauce might you lost, could, you know? Yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. good wordplay. Mm-hmm. I meant that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until after. Yeah, I had to say it because... I don't know.
1: We're such He's going to be covering... I'm on this is good improv. improv. Good yeah. improv.
0: Good practice for Thursday.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we're in an improv class, and we have a show coming up. Yeah.
0: It's our final <laughs> gonna performance. going to
1: go great. Yeah. Um, it's going to go great. It's good. Yeah, we're going to crush it. No worries. Everything. Yeah, we're, we're good. But, like... So, if Sauce is one of the best corners in the league. I think he's one of the highest rated on PFF. Some people were saying highest. I don't know if this was a different week, but last time I checked, he wasn't. I don't... It's fine. He's up there. It's, it's fine. Regardless, he's up there. He's played really well. He's got an argument for defensive rookie of the year. Like, dude's been solid. And he's going to be solid for a long time. In but And his, his name's Sauce. Yeah. You can't be bad and have your nickname be Sauce. He's got to face a receiver, though. Name I'm, I'm on St. Brown. And I'm not just going on about like, oh, I'm a big Lions fan. But like, I'm on around when he's been hurt, like he's been hurt at, at multiple times this year. He had, I think, he had an ankle. Um, he had a concussion at one point. And it's like, it, it, it was just really frustrating in those moments where we didn't have him on the field because he is such a difference maker. His footwork, I've been watching his tape literally since his high school days. His footwork is exceptional. It, 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 it's like out of this world. He's got amazing footwork, great route running. He gets into his cuts, just, just abnormal speed. It, it's, he's got this weird quickness to him, just getting in in and out of the route. And once he makes a catch, it's just like, okay, well, he's already created five yards of separation on you. Right, That's just nuts. And I, I think the Lions saw that on draft day and picked them in the fourth round because of that. Like He was one of the best receivers in college football. And here he is playing for the Lions, and now he's one of the best in the NFL. He is, I think, eighth or ninth in Pro Bowl voting for receivers. Um, if he had been around all year, I think he could be six, maybe even top five. Right? Mm-hmm. He's he's been that kind of difference maker for the Lions. And if we're if if we base a Pro Bowl off of difference makers, I mean, he's in there. He's in there. Um, I I I fully believe three or four of our offense, three or four, maybe four of our offensive linemen are in there. I. Aiden Hutchinson is probably in the Pro Bowl. I mean, he, and, and I looked at this stat. I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um, out of all edge rushers, he's been double-teamed the third most in the NFL. But he still puts up these absurd rates, these pressure rates. And he's getting now, it's like consistent where he's getting at least one sack a game or at yeah. least a half sack a game. Which, he's just been a con- a constant difference maker. And it you can see it just makes a difference for the entire O line. Even guys like Alien McNeil, who's not known as a pass rusher, he's getting in there and putting pressure on because you got to go one on one with him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's such a such a big guy. He's really a run stuffer, but he's taken the right guard or the center and he's just pushing him back all the way back to the quarterback into his lap. It's like what happened? What what's going on? Like I, I remember watching it was the I think it was the Giants game where mm-hmm. Aleem is just getting constant pressure on Daniel Jones. And I'm like, what? Like, I I don't see this from Aleem McNeil. And he's doing it. And he's been, like, he's been very solid for us. Like, his rookie year, he was great. And just for some reason, it's just like, hey, he's taking that next step. And I think a lot of it has to do with with um, Aiden Hutchinson, the iron sharpening iron, as I talked about it on um, And hard knocks where he was going against Pene Sewell, which I believe Pene Sewell is a top three right tackle in the NFL. He's proven it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he damn right. He should be, he should be in the pro bowl. Damn right. And I, I'm just so excited for this team. Even if they don't make the playoffs this year, which I really hope they do, obviously. Right. For obvious reasons. I love that team so much. And um, even if they don't make the playoffs this year, there's so much hope for the future. And this is the first time ever I mentioned to you the other day, where I said feels this calm. Is, this is the first time where it's like I've ever ha- I've I said I have my entire trust in Brad Holmes. My entire trust is in a GM. I've never said that for any of my sports teams ever. All right, Pistons, Lions, Red Wings.
0: Were you getting emotional or were you yawning?
1: I was. I had some of my. Oh, okay. No, I was not getting emotional. <laughs> you looked at me. I was, I like, was like,
0: I thought you were crying. It's <laughs> like, damn.
1: I can go. I I. I don't know. Well, okay. Hey, I mean, if the Lions win a playoff game, I probably will cry. Yeah, you're uh, good. That that day hopefully comes very soon. Hopefully it's within the next five weeks. That'd be pretty cool. But five weeks. Yeah, five weeks in January. But you know, don't count your chickens. Don't 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 get, yeah. don't, get, don't, get, don't, get don't get ahead, get ahead of yourself. yourself. Yeah. Don't trip over your own feet. I kind of made that up. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm at
0: a loss. How about the words. how
1: about how about the rest of the NFL? We've kind of been on the lines for a while. Is there really anything else? We need? Yeah. the Buccaneers. Um, I mean, Bucks got blown selling? out. Yeah, Baker Mayfield.
0: Tom Brady looked old. Baker, ba- well, Baker Mayfield. Baker comeback of the year. Oh my gosh, maybe.
1: I mean, that was you don't you it's don't I me mean, gets picked up and then a day later, two days later, it was like starts. He on starts. Thursday Thursday 36 football. hours. Huh. It's like what? <laughs> Gosh! And then Baker's yeah. a
0: mystery man. <laughs> he made I don't some even know impressive
1: throws. Yeah, there were some sidearm throws. I mean, and he made rolling out to his left. So he's got to make this weird, like, I, what? He was and, a, I and, mean, like he was completing them too. Like it wasn't you know it wasn't short. He didn't short hop it. He didn't. He had pressure in his face, and he still completed these passes on the final drive where it was like he had to go ninety eight yards or something. Mm-hmm. And he did it. He did it. Like it was like. No problem. It's like, like I got second this coach. day in
0: the system. Mm-hmm. Ran two
1: minute flawlessly. Won the game. But there, and this happens with every team that he's on, and I know like he hasn't had the most success if you talk about a win loss ratio. But like he, he brings that confidence, that energy. That's all. He, well, right, and, borderline and people, what? Hmm? Okay, <laughs> he brings his confidence, and 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 it seems like this the team, especially like the O line. We'll jump on it, and and for some reason it's like, wow, you know, Baker's a great leader, and he's been that great leader since his days at Oklahoma when he won the Heisman. Yeah, people forget and he won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. He was the first overall pick. Yeah, I like think people forget. Jared Goff is a first no, overall. Now he hasn't
0: pick. had the greatest NFL career, but he also brought the Browns to the playoffs, mm-hmm. which I, I think that's an accomplishment similar to the Lions.
1: I mean, I, I just as I just mentioned, Jared Goff. Yeah, The Lions recently talked about how he is not a bridge quarterback. So they think until his contract is done or whatever, whatever happens, I, I really don't know, but I'm in complete trust of Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. It's Like this Back guy could be the guy. We could build something around Jared Goff, which if you would have told me that last year, I would have been like, you're nuts. Yeah. If you would have told me that a freaking four weeks ago, where all this interest is coming up from Lamar Jackson, coming to Detroit. I mean, he was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. We could get Lamar Jackson, or like we were sitting here with a fourth pick, we could pick, you know, Bryce Young, something like that, and you know, for some reason the Lions are are sticking with Golf, and he's playing really well. He's playing exceptional, and I'm I'm not gonna say no. I mean, I, I I have no reason but to say carry on, Brad Holmes, carry on. Can
0: we get back to Baker now? Yeah, let's get okay. back to Baker. <laughs> I know
1: I shouldn't have set you up.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Baker, one of the best comebacks of the season. Um, very impressive from start to finish. Brady looked very old against the Niners. Got absolutely blown out by Brock Purdy. How about Brock, Brock Purdy. Looked look great. After Jimmy Garoppolo went down last week, um, Brock Purdy came in, just kind of shoved it up. Tom Brady's, yeah. you know what? He's just like,
1: I, time, time to, have we ball, time the ball. <laughs> time the
0: ball. And time the, the, time the ball. 49ers defense balled as well. They're the best defense in the league they picked off Brady twice. Um got to him, pressured him, Bosa on the edge, and a bunch of those other weapons that they have really not great with the roster. Yeah. I know they have Nick Bosa or is it Joey Nick Nick Bosa? Which Bosa is on for, the For
1: for which one? Niners. Uh Nick, sorry. Okay. I, I <laughs> <laughs> you just completely I, froze. I kind of zoned out right there. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> Well,
0: Bosa's Bosa's their guy. And yeah. he looked good. Um who else? Chiefs game got close against the Broncos. Oh yeah, um, the but Holmes they pull it out. Three interceptions. Yeah, yeah. tied a career high. Mm-hmm. Who else? Hmm. Titans lost the Jaguars at home. First oh, time the, yeah, the Jaguars Jags have Jags won.
1: The, in the Cowboys over three thousand days. They played the Cowboys, and that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Speaking of the Cowboys, what a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win! Right, and and I'm. It's, look, yards. The team they played was 110 one I get it, right? Yeah, 98 yards, right? On the but last drive. But they, they made huge stands on defense, what, three possessions in a row, where it was fourth down, fourth down, or two, yeah, two punts and then the um, turnover and downs at their own two-yard line. And then they take it kind of like very similar to the Baker Mayfield, and they take it all the way down and, and win the game. So just, just no problem. They... they they played well. They played really well. They, they grinded that one out. Yeah. I That that was super impressive. And I know, like, oh, man, but why, why? The Cowboys, really? I mean, they almost lost to the Texans, right? But, like, it's the NFL, right? This is a tough league, no matter who you play. Mm-hmm. And to grind out a win like that for, for the Cowboys to say, hey, this is who we are, right? We're going to do this, and we're going to show the rest of the NFL. We're that, not going to lay down. Yeah, exactly. All right? They didn't roll over. Nope, nope. Almost died. Dak Prescott threw a pick at the same. What was it? It was. I think it was the same yard line. It was what two yard line. He threw a pick, and then they come up with a huge stop. And then you know, get it ref- done. You know, just refocus, reconnect. Yeah. No. and then boom. That's what the good teams do. Yeah, and they have a tough matchup. I think. I, they, I think. Are they at home? I don't it really remember. The it is against the Jags. The oh. Jack is a huge game for the Jags because they got crushed by the Lions. And then they crushed the Titans, and now talk about, a,
0: talk about a team on the downward slide. Yeah, Titans are looking rough.
1: Uh huh. But it, it's it's so similar to the the Buccaneers, where it's like, who's going to catch up? Who's going to be that team? And we're talking about the Panthers. We're talking about the Falcons a little bit. We haven't even spoken about the Falcons actually. Good for yeah. you. You had a bye week. All right, cool. <laughs> and now it's it's the the Titans who are seven and six now after starting seven and three and losing to your Bengals, and then, I don't know, I mean, that that game kind of just turned off it was like It was kind of, of like energy. the
0: domino effect, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. They lose to the Bengals, which is an emotional game. There's sort of a rivalry. Not, like, too much, but they met in the playoffs last year. The Bengals won on a game-winning field goal. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some animosity. There's some pent-up anger in um, the Titans' world against the Bengals. They go and lose again to the Bengals at home and then you go on the road to play the Eagles which are arguably the best team in football right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you get smoked yeah get and one of your old receivers AJ Brown gets your general manager fired yep um <laughs> i mean it's what happened and then you lose at home embarrassingly to the Jacksonville Jaguars tough go mm-hmm. and you go from 7-3 to 7-6 that changes that changes the season.
1: changes so. the entire narrative of, of who the Titans were. Yeah. Even though they can still run the ball very well. I mean, Derrick Henry is just a generational talent. You know? They had some turnovers here and there. They they can't throw the ball. I mean, oh. it seems like once they lost Traylon Burks earlier in the year. And is he back? I have no idea. I'm not sure. I know he came back. I don't know if he's hurt again or not. But his name has not been spoken much. Mm-hmm. And treylon's I mean, he's a good receiver. But, you know. You, you traded AJ Brown for Traylon Burks, right? Mm-hmm. You traded a, a a guy who's proving it right now. He's putting up career numbers in Philadelphia, and not to say he didn't have an an amazing career in in Tennessee. But you know, I I think I think if I were a Tennessee Tennessee fan, I'd be a little frustrated, right? The trade didn't make any sense, and like usually in in the NFL, these trades work out. Where it's a win-win for both teams, we can talk about the Rams and Lions when the Rams won a Super Bowl and the Lions are basically got to an accelerated rebuild. Um, like th- we we can talk about all those kinds of trades, even like like well, not the Seahawks Broncos, but there there are many trades that that have happened throughout NFL history where where it's a professional business and it's a win-win or seemingly, and then you get to those those deals yeah. like AJ Brown where it's like what what I mean. That's insane, but um, here we are. We're we're headed to Week 15, and there's there's a whole lot to talk about. We're getting to Saturday games in the NFL because bowl season is upon us, and you know it's 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 a great time. But uh, you know we're gonna have Saturday games for the rest of the year until what? Until the the NFC and AFC championship. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, Yay! do you want to talk? Woo! You want to talk some baseball, free agency? Go ahead. All right. So, last week, our show, during the episode, I got a notification on my phone that I did not bring up, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, looking back on it. But I got a notification that Aaron Judge had signed a contract with the New York, or not the New York Giants. San Francisco. San Francisco Giants. Used to be the New York Giants. Anyway. True. True. Um, Signed a deal with the Giants for $360 million for nine years. Mm-hmm. And for all those that were in the bidding war with Judge, including the Reds, um, that was a joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> or look, he was looking for nine years around $360 million. And he's age 31 now, so that puts him at 40 years old at the end of his contract. A lot of money. Last year, I think the Yankees offered him a contract that was just over $200 million. He turns around balls out, sets the AL home run record. And then and the Yankees franchise home run record, I think it's paid 150 million more dollars than he would have last year. Yep. So good for him. John Heyman, who reports for MLB network tweeted this out, just said sources are saying, didn't confirm which sources, um, spelled his name arson judge instead of errant judge, which red flag again. Um, And then like 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, backtracked and said that he've heard a false report and jumped the gun. And so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh. So baseball world's flipped upside down Mm -hmm. and then it's flipped back over. Yankees fans are crying in the streets, Mm -hmm. which the giants fans are rejoicing and then this happens and then the next morning judge signs the same contract with the yankees re-signs with the yankees mm-hmm. so that obviously is the biggest free agent deal of or this year's free agency um but also some some other ones cody bellinger signed with the cubs for 17.5 million dollars it's only a one year deal mitch Haniger, um seattle mariners outfielder signed a deal with the San Francisco Giants for three years at $43.5 million. How about
1: the, uh, what was the Japanese prospects are being signed right now? That reliever for, now that for the Mets. Starting pitcher Kode
0: Senga. Um, he signed a five-year deal. Um, Taiwan, Ty- So, interesting for the Mets. So, you lose DeGrom, you lose Taiwan Walker, you mm-hmm. lose Chris Bassett. Those are three horses. You get Verlander, you get Kode Senga and you also get Jose Quintana who was with the Pirates, got traded to the Cardinals. Now, did he get traded to the Cardinals? Yeah. Got traded to the Cardinals and now he's with the Mets. So you lose three starters, replace three starters. Yep. You also reset. I thought,
1: okay, I don't care. I thought it was a reliever. It's okay. If he's whatever a starter, he, a starter. Whatever. I think he's a starter. If he's a starter, then that's even yeah. better for the He Mets. throws a hundred
0: with a wicked splitter. <laughs> that's he's wicked. Yeah. That's wicked. Um, so Tywin Walker signed with the Phillies. Um, I'm
1: so intrigued by international prospects in baseball. Yeah, it is. I I, I love especially it. Especially
0: Japanese players are very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Especially if pitchers because mm-hmm. they're just on par with the best of the best in the oh, bigs. Yeah. They mm-hmm. throw hard. They're nasty. They got nasty stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the pitches, someone pointed this out to me the other day, but a lot of their pitches break different ways than major league players are used to seeing. Not not a lot of guys throw splitters. A lot of guys from Japan throw a splitter. So if you're a hitter, you got like, what, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 seconds to react? Mm-hmm. And you don't know the shape that the ball is coming in or you can't track it well with your eye? That's a problem. So it makes Shohei Otani very um, effective. And I think as he goes on, people are going to start figuring it out because they'll be more used to it, especially in the division. But he's still going to be dominant because he's Shohei. Cody um, Senga is probably going to do something similar.
1: Sean Murphy, the trade. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll get to that in the a second. Team. But so, I wanted to mention real quick for Judge, mm-hmm. where both teams had talked about any offer they throw will counter. Right. Yeah. Both teams had talked about it, the Giants and the Yankees. So I, I think it's interesting. Maybe, maybe they, maybe he did jump the gun, but maybe the offer was there. And then. Yeah, but if you you
0: know. you're a reporter, you have to know. Right. Especially. That big of a story, that big of a free agent. You can't just say, oh, I thought it. I thought it was right. Sorry. Right, yeah. I get that. You're a journalist. Your job is to report things, not make things up. Especially when money's involved, personal information, all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. is involved. And how about... It changes everything. Because it doesn't only change it for the player and the team that he's signing (laughs) for. It changes the landscape of every other team. right. Their decisions, because maybe if a Judge goes here, we're gonna think about getting this guy to go here, and all this sort of stuff. Like if mm-hmm. he goes to the Giants, and the Yankees might pursue this guy, so we'll make this guy an offer. Like there's a lot of dominoes that probably were falling after the Judge news came yeah. through.
1: How about that GM, though? AJ the Preller? Oh, uh, Brian
0: Cashman who signed himself. Or he to signed a four, himself. Yeah, he signed himself and then to I, a four-year, five-year extension.
1: But I—that was the day before. Our right. our podcast that was a Monday, where I was like, in that moment, I thought, All right, well, he just signed himself and he's probably not going to sign Aaron yeah. Judge. But of course, you know, no salary cap. Oh, we got all the money in the world. We can sign whoever we want, which basically I, I hate it. So I, mm, I it won't don't change. Get unfortunately. On that. I know it won't change because of the MLBPA, but like, I hate it. I hate it so okay. much.
0: Let me run s- through some of these deals. So Tywon Walker signed for $72 million in four years with the Phillies, so traded in the division. Phillies, again, reloading some starting pitching. Um, that's a good third starter for them because they got Nola, they got Wheeler, now Taiwan Walker. Um, the Cubs got Jamison Tyone from the Yankees for four years, $68 million. So he goes with Bellinger. Um, Kenley Jansen who was the closer for the Braves the last couple of years, is going to the Red Sox. Um, Jose Quintana, like I said, is going to the New York Mets. Uh, Wilson Contreras signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, a deal that made too much sense. Yeah. Like, just hypothesizing I, about I thought,
1: it. I thought the Tigers would try to go after Contreras. But yeah.
0: So, yeah. Wilson Contreras goes from St. Louis, or from the Cubs to St. Louis, again, in-division rival. For five years, $87.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, Xander Bogarts. Red Sox do not re-sign him. He goes to the San Diego Padres mm-hmm. for an 11-year, $280 million How contract. Padres? Which is a crazy, crazy, crazy contract. I
1: mean, the run the Padres made last year. Yeah. Without Red- Tatis, right? Which they Pro- might have been better without him. They- I, I, don't, I might be the guy to say that, but they might have been better without Tatis.
0: Well... The but. Padres won after Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. They almost got him. They won after Judge at the final moments. They, they made almost. him an offer. They didn't get him. Didn't get him. And then they get Bogarts mm-hmm. from the Red Sox. So you have Tatis, Bogarts, Juan Soto, Manny Machado. Um, I'm That's blanking fun, on some other a fun people. Team. Very fun team, yes. San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't. Right. I didn't make that up. I saw that somewhere, but. Eleven years at two hundred eighty million dollars. I'm not sure how old Xander Bogaerts is, but he's not young, and eleven years is a long, long, long can you, can contract. Can you quickly
1: look up that Padres um, roster? Yes. Yeah, because there there are names that we are both forgetting right now. That now I Jake I'm,
0: Cronenworth.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Who was it's, man?
0: <laughs> so it'd be Jerkson, Profire. Yes, there Juan we go. Soto, Love him. Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Josh Bell got traded to
1: yeah, the Indians, so he's yeah. gone. Drury. Mm-hmm. Well, what? This is wrong. Never mind. Isn't Drury a free agent? Yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: Anyways, you got, he you got rookie? Some studs.
1: Wasn't Profire a rookie last year?
0: Um, who? Jerkson. No. No? No. Oh. So well, He's still we, young and he's still stuck. Here we go. So. so your top four is going to be Fernando, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth, Austin Nola, Trent Grisham, David Dahl, Trent Grisham, and Heisung Kim. him.
1: There were two guys that I was trying to remember, and it was Grisham and, and Jerickson Profar. Yeah. So I love those guys. Um, and they both—they're going to well be fun. Their pitching the has been
0: really good. They still got Musgrove. They still mm-hmm. got
1: you, Darvish. Oh well, Mus- <laughs> Joe Musgrove. <laughs> I love Joe Bosgrove. Anyways. The the one game (laughs) that that will be remembered for the rest of his life because he pitched extremely well in that one game.
0: Yeah. Um, Brandon Nimmo re-signed on an eight-year deal with the New York Mets, which is huge for them. Mm -hmm. Um, David Robertson, one of the top relievers, signed with the Mets. So Stevie Cohen just out there just handing out the checkbook. You get money. You get money. You get money. Play for us. We're going to buy a World Series. Um this is what, what I hate about saying.
1: baseball. This is a, like yeah, like the, to... like I, I quickly can I can I explain quickly because it's just been on my head, on my mind for 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 just the last five. You minutes, got one minute. Where it's like I, even though there won't be a salary cap, right? You, you 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 control this. You have the environments where you have this these big teams where it seems like every year they're going to come back and be better, or it's just at the same level. And then you have like small market teams like Baltimore or even us, okay yeah you and me and um it seems like oh yeah, but we can build the draft well, no, you can't even do that because you know there's a lottery. so yeah, that's I know it's tradition, I get it i I but like mm, mm. A small market teams, we gotta find a way to get lucky, right? And when we do get lucky, we have to capitalize. and that's what Detroit did way back in what 2006 and it, it lasted until you know about 2015, 2016. Even 2017, they were close to the playoffs, but then it just fizzled out, and now it's just like we gotta we gotta do something different. Like we have to offer these these yeah. guys something new. We gotta develop guys through our farm system, and how's that going for us? Not great, really, not great. Yes, we have we we have had good pitchers come up. We've Spencer Torkelson is is trying to. I I I think he will figure it out. Yeah, but Riley Green, even, but like again. It's just frustrating for us small small market teams.
0: Okay. And then the last thing that I want to mention with um, baseball. This is a very fun trade uh, between the Ah, Atlanta Braves, the Oakland A's, and the Milwaukee Brewers. So Atlanta is getting catcher Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Who's one of the best top catchers on the market um, outside of Contreras, I would say. Good hitter. Um, good defense. Good hitter. Good defense. Good defensive player. Reuniting with Matt Olsen. Yeah. De- did you call him a defenseman? I did call him. playing it. hockey. He's a? a
1: defense man. Yeah. He's, he's a man of defense. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So
0: Oakland is getting left handed pitcher Kyle Muller. Um, good at hitting. Good at fielding. Um, Estuary Ruiz. Utility player Estuary Ruiz. Right handed pitcher Freddie Tarnock. My Right-handed is, pitcher is gone. Robert Salinas and catcher Manny Pina. And then the Milwaukee Brewers from the Braves are going to get catcher Wilson, William Contreras, so brother of Wilson Contreras, uh, right handed pitcher Justin Yeager, and right handed pitcher Joel Pamps. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But again, Atlanta did this last year with, well, not to this extent, but they brought in Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman. William Contreras has been a very good number two catcher for the Braves after Travis Darno. Um, you bring in Sean Murphy. You got a one-two punch. Darno's getting up there in age a little bit, so I'm thinking Murphy takes a little bit of the um, reins from him, plays a few more games. He mm-hmm. played like 140 or 150 games last year, like one of the most durable catchers in the in the league. Um, I guess the only question is. How well does he gel with the pitching staff? Because pitching-catching relationships are very far overlooked, especially in Major League Baseball. But you have so much talent on that team. Um, they'll be fine.
1: Yep. And the Tigers also, speaking to my Tigers fans, mm-hmm. uh, just I think it was a week the ago, traded, traded Joe Jimenez. Um, he was basically – I mean, he's been up and down in the league. He's When he was in the league earlier in his career, he pitched really well and then got sent down to Triple A after some injuries and some struggles, and then he came back last year, and he pitched, you know, pretty decent, right? Just traded him. Um, where did we trade him? Why, why am I forgetting? I can't remember. Okay. We traded him somewhere and cash considerations for uh, a couple minor league pitchers, and, and was it one pick? It might have been. But um, I, I'm happy with that deal. I am. I am. Yeah. Well, Jimenez is not young, right? So to get something out of him. Um, if we don't see him as a, as a fit for the future to get assets out of him, perfect, perfect. We'll see how, how those guys, where they can take us, how those guys play, especially in AAA. And hopefully they can bump up into the MLB. But, you know, that's just the Tigers. Yeah. We're, we're just rebuilding. <laughs> just trying our best here.
0: Well, to wrap this up, um, Xavier, last game of the non-conference season is tonight against Ooh. Southern. I will not um, be going. Matt will
1: not be going. I will be there. Um, (laughs) I didn't get it. I'm going to four games this year. Count them. One, two, three, four. And they're all in Big East play. I'm not wasting my time. All right? Four games in Big East play. Big East play is so important. All
0: right? I muted his
1: mic. I have all the power. You you didn't mute it.
0: I will... Yeah, try to talk now. Hello? (laughs) Yeah. There we go. All right. Anyways, um... Big play starts next week. Big 10's kind of been sprinkled in. Michigan State's playing
1: Oakland next.
0: Yeah, so college basketball's on the men. UConn is good. (laughs) UConn is very good. Men's and women's. Men's and women's. Um, I think the last AP poll, they're up to number three. A lot of people can make the argument that they're the best team in the country
1: as of now. Yeah. I think they don't have any holes. Sanogo's a beast. One guy that I love from last season that when he played against us. Um, Michigan State. I'm sorry. And when he played against Michigan State, um, and now he's taking that next step is Andre Jackson. Yeah, um, very he's good. Player. Awesome, awesome. He's athletic.
0: Yeah, maybe just a little yeah. bit. Um, he's long too. Xavier plays UConn December 31st at 12 p.m. New Year's Eve on Fox. If anybody's um, looking ahead for um, planning for New Year's New Year's Eve, um, I know there's some other important games.
1: I was be, I was really hoping it might
0: draw more interest, but
1: I'm really hoping that I'm not gonna be able to be there. But I was really hoping that I could be. And, but That'll I, be I don't game. even have a ticket either. Yeah, so couldn't do that. Actually, real quick, we have a new segment coming out called Rankum. Right? Rank'em. We're gonna we're gonna start it in quotes next week. All right. I just want to ask one Rankum question this week, just kind of preview what's gonna come. So Rankum pancakes, waffles, French toast.
0: I'll just stay in that order: pancakes, one; waffles, two; French toast, three.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm a sole believer that French toast is number one. No. Okay, well we can we can have our disagreements, but French toast is number one. Well, I can disagree. Pancakes are the reliable, right? They are the ones I can eat the most of. Number two, and waffles are they're so good, but they're gonna be number three. Yeah. There you go. All right, so that's just a little taste. Get it? Because like, you know. I hope
0: you're intrigued. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> tasting bre- breakfast foods yeah
0: well <laughs> thank you guys for humoring us this week we had some fun just bantering for a few minutes yep. um but thank you guys for tuning in to episode number 13 of the Quick question podcast next week Matt and I are on Christmas break starting at the end of this week so we are still planning on doing the show over Christmas break I think we'll have three episodes for you during that time um, something like that they yeah. might not look they might look different. They could be audio only. Depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us are going to be busy. Matt's actually going to be on a cruise. Yay. Um, that, so we will was, figure out what I'm we're going to do. I'm very excited, actually.
1: That was just a, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <very laughs> so we will figure out what we're doing, but you can expect an episode at some point during each week of Christmas break. We come back January 9th, I think, we start classes again. So after that, it'll be pretty normal until the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Without that being said, um, or with that being said, I can't speak. My brain's Both gone. Both of us are lost. My brain's gone. From,
1: from defensemen <sighs> Yeah. It's rough.
0: But thank you guys for joining us. Please share this with your friends, anybody that you know that would like our content. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in.
1: Goodbye. Come on, Harry. We want to say goodnight to you. I forgot about that.